You know those big historical events that you read about in textbooks like JFK, the Cold War, Challenger exploding, 9-11? Well, I brought real people here who remember those days to talk about them. On September 11, 2001, the World Trade Centers were hit by airplanes. The Pentagon was struck and 37 people gave their life on Flight 93 to prevent the White House from getting hit. I'm here today with Mr. Epperson to talk about that day. So where were you on September 11th? Uh, I was actually teaching here, but we were in our old building, and I was actually in a trailer. And so um, we didn't have TVs or uh, anything in the trailer, so I found out kind of late. So what was your reaction to finding out? Um, it was probably like everybody else, just um, shocked, um, worry, and then, you know, I was, I was glued to the news the rest of the day to see what developed. Was anybody in the building crying? Uh, anybody in my classroom crying? No, not that I not that I remember. Everybody was kind of stunned because this was really the first terrorist attack to U.S. at that time. What class were you teaching at the time? Oh gosh, I have, I really can't remember. Um, it could have been yearbook, but because it used to be at the beginning of the day. But honestly, I can't remember. Um, how did this affect you personally? Um, it just kind of made any anything can happen anywhere more of a possibility. And I think we've seen that more in the last few years, that any place can be unsafe. There is no safe place. And it kind of brings it into perspective what's going on in North Korea. Did you have anybody in New York at the time? I did not. There? I didn't have any connections to anybody there. Um, was there anything particular that had stood out to you that day besides the World Trade Center's getting hit? And um, it just felt like we um, there was a unity, like everybody was on the same page, like everybody felt the hit, even though we weren't directly involved. We kind of felt it was a, a slap in the face to all of us, I think. How did your students react to finding out? Um, they were pretty, um, they weren't emotional, they weren't crying but they were they were stunned and and you know it takes a lot to get them all kind of cohesive thinking as one but they were all flabbergasted did you guys ever discuss about 9-11 previously oh, yeah. oh be- or after that i mean yeah yeah we did we talked about you know when when the news came that it was a terrorist and then they were attacking we we talked about it quite a bit probably the rest of that week um, well, thank you. I appreciate your time for the interview. So, oh. September 11, 2001, the World Trade Centers were hit by airplanes. The Pentagon was struck, and 37 people gave their life on Flight 93 to prevent the White House from getting hit. I'm here today with Miss Nicolay to talk about that day. Yo. <laughs> Where were you on September 11th? Um, I was in my fourth grade classroom. Um, her name was Miss Arnsberger, and she was wonderful. I love that teacher. But yes, it was in my fourth grade classroom. Um, what was your reaction? Um, I wasn't quite sure what was going on, so they moved us. So there were two fourth grade classes. And they moved us from my teacher to the other fourth grade teacher, and we were all in there. And we just, they were watching the news, and being in fourth grade, I had literally no idea what was going on. So I didn't understand really why my teacher was crying and why she was so like viscerally upset and so it like freaked me out it's like what is going on I don't understand and so then they kind of explained it in like fourth grade terms and I still 
didn't really grasp the concept till I got older. Did they let you guys see the news? Yeah. They just had it in the front of the room and like our entire class just watched it. So like, how did this affect you? Um, well, like I said, like I didn't, I didn't quite understand and I'm not sure that I took it seriously as serious as I could have, if that makes sense, because I didn't understand, I guess, terrorism or what kind of encompassed terrorism. Did it change, did you, like, the way you were taught at school change after that? Um, we certainly talked about it more. Um, I'm not sure that we were ever, quote, political, but we brought up things that pertain to that and how, you know, our lives could be affected. I remember we started talking about Anne Frank and how, like, she had left this, um, piece of her history and I remember riding my bike with my friends and I was like we're gonna be like Anne Frank and we're gonna write diaries and people are gonna read it one day because of <laughs> September 11th I don't know where my fourth grade mind got it but I remember that distinctively we were gonna start keeping diaries to track our history so where were you attending school at the time at Salisbury Missouri Salisbury. yeah good times so did you have anybody close to relation that was living in New York at the time um, no, but my mom was actually, she travels a lot for work, and she was supposed to fly to New York from Kansas City, but they had obviously stopped all flights, and that also freaked me out that day, because it was like, my mom's flying, and I didn't understand that there were flights from New York, and it, it didn't make sense really to me, but I was freaking out about my mom. They were like, she's fine. It's not, she's fine. Um, was there any particular thing that stood out to you besides the plane crashes and just hearing about it? Um, just how upset the adults were. I mean, it, it was really, like, my both my teachers were crying, and I had never really seen a reaction like that from adults, like, a collective sadness like that. Well, well, it was um, good talking to you, Miss Nick. You did yeah, great. Uh, thank you. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank you. On November 9th, 1989, the Berlin Wall came down. The Berlin Wall divided East Berlin from West Berlin, the communists versus freedom. Those trying to escape were killed in cold blood in no man's land by snipers. On June 12, 1987, President Ronald Reagan said, tear down this wall. I'm here today to talk with Miss Wolf the day the Berlin Wall came down. So where were you the day it came down? I was at work in Frankfurt, Germany at the hospital. So how close were you to the wall? Mm, I think... Frankfurt was probably an hour and a half to two hours, I would guess, from uh, the border. How did this affect you personally as an American living in Germany? Uh, well, it was very cool, actually. I, had, I have been through uh, Checkpoint Charlie and um, when the wall was still up, obviously, um, and I had to go through. We went through Checkpoint Charlie and um, went into... East Germany, uh, East Berlin, on a shopping trip, is what they called it, and uh, that was terrifying, like literally terrifying. It was the first time I had ever, we got, you pulled up on the bus, and they, the guards got on the bus with their machine guns, I don't know what they were called, and walked down the aisle of the bus and kind of mean mugged all of us, and uh, just kind of put the fear of God in you and, and uh, looked at all your paperwork and stuff. And then they let you go. And then we walked around inside um, uh, East Berlin. And it was terrifying, like literally terrifying. Was it different? Oh, like, yeah. Did it just appear differently? Oh, everything about it was different. 
it was gray. There was no color. There were no flowers. There's no extras, you know, so there were no flowers in the, because Germans are, like, very proud of their um, buildings and their yards and their flowers and um, that kind of stuff. And there were no flowers. There was no decoration. It was very gray, bland, and there were guys with machine guns everywhere just watching you just like it was creepy and you go into the store and I only went once but I had friends that went multiple times and you never knew what was going to be there so you didn't know like sometimes it, there would be tons of crystal in China and you could pick that up for dirt cheap um, and then sometimes there wouldn't be any crystal or China and there would just be some other weird thing there that you could purchase so um, even for the people shopping uh, it you didn't know what was going to be there when you got there but it was, it, I just thought it was weird that they just took us over there to shop. And <laughs> I know. And so um, you you'd walk in the stores and no one smiled. Everyone was just sad. I mean, it was, it was the most depressing thing. It freaked me out. I hated it. I never went back. I couldn't believe that people went back. So was it a difficult process to be able to cross the wall and go to oh yeah you East had Berlin. oh yeah you had to um, apply you had to fill out paperwork and apply in advance and uh, give them all kinds of information about you um, but they wanted it was like this catch twenty two because you know they didn't really want us there but they wanted our money so you know and things were really cheap so. Did you actually see the wall come down? Did you see any of no. it being destroyed? No, I was not. No, but we were. Like I said, I don't know. I wish I should. I should have looked that up. I'm. I'm thinking an hour and a half to two hours, on the autobahn. Um, but what I saw when I came home, when I was coming home from work, the next day is the over there. The rest areas are called are called park plots, and the park plots were just full. I mean, you could not even find a place, and they were also on the sides of the autobahn of all these little tiny old cars. They almost look like cartoon cars. Like they were so old and so tiny and everything they owned, like mattresses strapped. I just remember one car in particular had a mattress strapped across the top of it. I was like, why would you bring your mattress? <laughs> but anyway, and, and all their luggage was up there and it was just, and they were just crammed in there because they were terrified that that wall was going to go back up. Like they did not believe that this was permanent. They really didn't. And so, man, they took everything they had, and they threw it in their cars, and they got the heck out. And so then they were just stuck in West Germany. And I, I had a friend um, whose husband was at Grafenvier, which is mm -hmm. on the border. Mm -hmm. It was a training area for the Army, and he was there doing training when it happened. And he said that they all went out and just emptied their wallets of any West German Deutschmarks that they had. Um, to give the East Germans, because, you know, they can't, they didn't even have money, you know. I mean, they had East German Deutschmarks, but those weren't worth anything, you know. So they gave them all, their, all the money that they had in Deutschmarks so that they could buy food, and, you know, um, that kind of, that's how desperate they were to get out. They literally just left with whatever they could cram in their car and just left. And then it, it calmed down. I mean, you know, after a few weeks and the wall was still coming down, they were still destroying it, and... Um, it got a little better, but the first few days were really tense because the the East German guards were still there on the wall, and they were still had their guns pointed at. And if you tried to cross, they would point their gun at you. They weren't shooting anybody, but they were they were really trying to intimidate people. So. Did you get to watch President Reagan say "Tear down this wall"? I did. I did see that speech. Um, 
It was on tape delay, though, because I was living in Germany, but, you know, but I did see it. Yeah, and I've actually watched it several times since just because it's really cool. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down that wall. But, yeah, so it was pretty cool. And everyone I knew had a little piece of the wall because that was one of the things that they would trade. Mm -hmm. They would trade you a, a piece of the wall for, you know, to sell it to you, trade it, whatever, um, just because it was kind of cool. And it was weird. It was just cement. It was, like, ugly. Did you get a piece of the wall? Mm -hmm. Do you still have it? Um, <laughs> technically, yes, but it's <laughs> somewhere in my attic, and I really don't know where it is. And my youngest daughter's really mad at me because we haven't been able to find it for her because she's a history freak. Well, thank you, Miss Wolf. I appreciate it and your time and energy into this interview. All right. On November 22, 1963, President John F. Kennedy was assassinated in Dallas, Texas. I'm here to talk with Zach Whiteley to talk about that day. During that time, that was considered a fire drill and an explosion drill. So everybody at that time was very, very intense. So when I was 10 years old, we was in school in 63 in September when we were called for an assembly. Assemblies where everybody goes to the cafeteria or wherever they want to do the gym. And they announced that the President of the United States has been assassinated. Well, everybody in our class really didn't understand what the scenario was as far as him being shot. So they left school out early and told us that the buses will be here in 30 minutes and everybody gets to go home. So we all said a prayer, we all were scared, we all went home. I got off the bus, went in the house, my mom, my aunt, my neighbors were standing around the TV and they were all crying. Everybody was devastated. All of our neighbors got together at night. Churches, schools were packed. Everybody was afraid, praying for John F. Kennedy. So it was a very, very dramatic 48 hours, you might say. So the country at that time and, and school and everything was so confusing. It's, it's, everybody was so shocked at what was going on that they, it took a long time for people to get back into function. But I was the only reason I was scared was because I thought we was going to have a war because everybody was telling us that the Russians did it. Okay, so it's all about communism then, uh, who your neighbor could have been communist. Everybody was a communist, like everybody today is liberals, all right? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, 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 that was that bad, so it was very, very scary time. I thought, you know, at any time we was going to be bombed. So, yes, it was a very devastating so being only 10 years old, did you have an opinion for Yeah, I knew what was going on because we were actually studying about history and Russia and what was going on because everything was so intense at that time. And, you know, after that, and then we started talking about what was going on, why we had this, and why, yeah, so we knew what was involved and why he got shot. Because if, after we went back to school, of course, you know, we went back to school and we talked about it for weeks on and 
about why they did this and why they did that. We'll try to calm everybody down. But uh, for about a week, it was the whole country was really on edge. Dialed into television, crying, upset. Well, uh, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. I know you're a very busy man, and I appreciate I'm it. I'm telling you, you don't. I could, I could make another story out of that situation. Do it. <laughs> I got plenty of time. Well, that's the problem. See, I don't. Because I'm so busy. I've already got four minutes of you talking. What's another really? five? Yeah. Four minutes? Yeah. See, that's look at the time. That's embarrassing. Why is it embarrassing? I enjoy listening to your stories. Why? Why? You always have good stories. The worst time... You're like Forrest Gump. And then, just a couple of months later, was even more dramatic for the country because they turned around and shot Bobby Kennedy. And the people make up trying to figure out what's going on can't so they make something up. That's a conspiracy. Uh, Everybody's got a conspiracy. Somebody runs down the street, jumps over each other. It's a conspiracy. Why he jumped that way? Why didn't he jump the other way? Because he didn't want to jump that way. Because it's a conspiracy. Conspiracies come up all the time. There were three men, two men, one man. Okay. Really, realistically, if you think about the whole situation, if he shot that man, could shoot like that. Oswald should have been in the military as an expert teacher. Nobody in the world can shoot that. I was in the military, I was with the experts, I was with the snipers to shoot off four rounds like that and kill them. No. So yes, they had to be somebody in there, somehow, somewhat. We will never know. But it's common sense. If anybody stops and thinks about it, it's common sense. There's no way that that man could shoot, pull his head forward with a bullet, and that bullet go around in front of him and pull his head back. common sense. One comes from the front, one comes back. But these guys had a theory. These guys, most of the people that were involved at that time were just like today, FBI, control whatever they want to control, how they want to control it, what they want to control it, when they want to control it. Conspiracy. Yeah, there's a conspiracy. Lots of people have believed that Johnson has something to do with it. Well, actually, President Johnson lost a lot when he died because when John F. Kennedy died, he was forced into office. And he was getting ready to run following, but being forced into the position he was hurt him really bad for the simple reason that the war and all this was thrown on him. And that was supposed to have been Kennedy's baby because he had a full control over it. But when Kennedy died, he was forced into office. It made him look bad, made his politics look bad. And he was a great president. And people just said that he's the reason he that's bull. That's like all this crap you hear on TV now about well, Russian this and Russian that. There's no such thing, there's no such pro. That's what this was all about. So that's why they picked on him. He had nothing to do with it. You think so? No. That makes sense. I guess. Number one, that's how we don't we do things in this country. If a president, vice president wants that, he'll run against him and win. If it was communist, 
Russian says that everything happens in this country, no matter what it is, Russia's involved. Was it the Russians, or did he just act alone? No, it was. It was a mixture. It's politics. You gotta understand. Power switching power hands. So a lot of it was to do with our people, Russian people, and a lot of other people was involved in this because Kennedy was basically like what Trump is doing right now, cleaning the swamp. He was straightening everything up. He was getting everything in line, and these people didn't like it. You don't come into their house and tell them how to move the furniture around. Okay, well that's what he they didn't like. So there was a lot involved. You know, back then, it was a little different than it is in these times. They didn't have the security. They didn't have all the, you know, it was all open politics. It was all open everything. So that's why it's so tight today. Presidents can't, you know, got all the security, and they got to be checked before they go in because whatever, what happened to him will never happen ever again. Except, you know, a freaky thing like Ronald Reagan. You know, they kept up shot him, but. And the reason they he got shot because he was a Trump. <laughs>